0: Welcome to Last Lamb Standing with the Lamb Sisters, Drew and Meg. Each week, Meg covers a topic that is crazy, spooky, goosebump-inducing, or just plain old WTF. While Drew covers subjects that relate in some tenuous nature, but is completely real, explained, and sometimes downright scientific. So grab your safety blankets and microscopes and join us on our strangely empirical quest.
1: Drew. Hey Meg. How's it going? All right. Happy birthday.
0: Thank you. My, I just had my 40th birthday the other day and last night, uh, Drew and my husband coordinated a little surprise get together for me in the quarter in the French quarter. We went to the haunted museum, Bloody (laughs) Mary's haunted museum on North rampart and toured the museum and then we went to muriel's seance room so muriel's is a nice fancy restaurant right on jackson square and they have a resident ghost of course because everywhere in the French quarter is haunted pretty much yeah <laughs> and they have this cool like decked out little room with like a crystal ball in it it has like spooky music playing and so we went and got a drink and ate there I mean sorry and sat there and told ghost stories and then we went to eat at a delicious Thai restaurant called Thai Hay Mm -hmm. so yummy and then after that we stopped in at May Bailey's which is in the what is it like not the Bourbon Orleans but the Orleans or something Dauphine 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 Orleans Hotel which is notably haunted by like Civil War ghosts Ghosts. used to be a brothel It did. It was apparently New Orleans' quote-unquote first brothel in 1857.
1: I feel like no, probably some before.
0: Absolutely, (laughs) this was the first registered one. (laughs) So yeah, it was a fun night. Um, I did tell Drew that, and I told John on the way home, but I didn't tell anyone else. When we went into the haunted museum, after we stepped into the building, like I had chest pains the entire time we were in there. And then as soon as we stepped out they went away but just disclaimer i had the same chest pain the previous day on friday but i will say i was in the quarter as well so Mm -hmm. on friday we went to um meet some friends down there and had ice cream with the kids and um we were just in front on the river in front of um jackson square and I, i had the same chest pain and i was like that's really weird we weren't like physically exerting ourselves or anything like that we were just hanging out and i had the same chest pain but as soon as i walked down the steps towards jackson square and once i reached uh what is that north Peters, south peters whatever Mm -hmm. to cross the street it went away so i thought it was just some random whatever (laughs) but then after doing the haunted museum i was like oh weird that's kind of Mm -hmm. a weird coincidence because you know that's where, um, I'm sure, there's
1: plenty of ghosts oh, on the riverfront. As oh, absolutely.
0: Well. I mean, that specific spot was where they used to buy and sell slaves, yeah, and they also used to do um, all the executions and everything in Jackson Square. In Jackson Square, yeah, or the French Quarter
1: just gives you anxiety.
0: That is also <laughs> very, very possible because <laughs> I don't like being around people. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that we had like a emf reader with us and i literally got no hits on that i mean the ones that i did it was power cell phone yeah <laughs> from cell phones and power sources the apartment above the museum which is part of the museum is actually where uh and do you remember what year it was that was two, was it before Katrina that, no it was, it was
1: 2006 after. Six. Yeah, so right right after. I think it was at, right, right after, after
0: Katrina. there was this man who murdered his girlfriend and then chopped her up in the bathtub and started boiling all of her body parts. And so they found her head in a pot on the stove. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's terrible. Was that, was, that was yeah, extra creepy. That was so weird. Like I've heard this story so many times and I've seen it on ghost hunting shows and whatever. And I'm, But it's just kind of weird to be in the space. It was a neat little place. There's lots of
1: things, things everywhere, <laughs> and Basically, then people. Bloody Mary is a collector of possibly haunted items. Oh, so possibly the, so haunted. There was a lot of voodoo oriented things. There were just you know relics that came from Marie Laveau mm-hmm. um, and things like that. So a lot of a lot of things. Yeah. So there was apparently is a little
0: boy that um likes to hide out underneath their little seance table and you guys had gone upstairs but tia and katie and i and rachel and Kristen were still downstairs and tia like sat she's like i'm just gonna sit right here and take my shoe off and put my foot under i was like is there something wrong with your foot she's like no i'm just gonna see if the little boy will tickle my foot I was like, okay. So I like stuck the EMF reader underneath the table and I was like, can you like make the lights go off? And like, it stayed, like it stayed at the green light the majority of the time twice. It kind of blipped to the second green light, but it's, you know, yeah, nothing. Um, but anyway, it anyway. was a fun night. Good. I'm glad had you have time. Yeah. Uh, so what are you talking about today? I am going to be talking about, uh, sleep
1: paralysis. Wonderful. That'll be exciting. I am going to talk about sleep paralysis. Cool. <laughs> and other parasomnias. Right? Para- Wait, make, yes. make sure I said that Parasomnia? right. Parasomnia? I'm curious what
0: you're going to say. Parasomnias, yeah. Because I know they they have explained like what happens for sleep paralysis, but they don't have an
1: explanation of why it happens. Right. Yeah. So, with, or and, which is the case like with why... most sleep things, because sleep is so hard to study. Yeah, um, yeah. So my part on sleep paralysis you may cover, but I've got the other parasomnia stuff as well. So we'll get something out of that. Yeah, cool. Are you into your tidbit? Yeah. Okay. So my tidbit. What are we talking about? Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. I keep forgetting every. I mean, you, I mean you unless you come this? up
0: with a better name, uh, I've just called it tidbit. Fast facts. Uh, but they're not all facts because mine are like oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, <I'm sorry. laughs> for now and unless listeners if you guys have any suggestions <laughs> of what we can call this little segment uh for now i'm gonna call it tidbits uh because they're just little short things that are fun that aren't don't warrant an entire episode so mine uh this week is coming from that same book that i talked about last time the 40 and times it happened to me volume one and it was, <laughs> this is just so weird. Okay. This one's called Warrington's weird roundabout. I think this odd event happened in 1990 or 91. I can't give a precise date. Three of us who lived in the Warrington area had, had been to see a midnight movie at the UCI complex. I was driving and had agreed to give the other two a lift back to Latchford and Grappenhall. It was around 2 AM and raining heavily. We passed through Warrington center at and headed to Latchford. The area is only a few minutes from the center of Warrington and is still urban in no way remote. We approached a roundabout and I noticed something unusual. A white Toyota saloon was parked up right in the middle of the roundabout, actually on the grass center. I thought it had been stolen and abandoned as it had no obvious accident damage. We then noticed that there were two strange looking occupants, This will sound stupid, but both of them had huge heads, one which looked like a giant upright raisin, no obvious features, and one whose head in profile was shaped like the African continent with a protruding dome to the back of the head. Both seemed to have dark glasses on and were looking directly ahead. Both heads seemed to have very dark and leathery in texture as it was late dark and raining heavily we were unsure about what we had seen so i circled the roundabout twice more to get a better look yep they did have two massive misshapen heads and seemed to be wearing dark glasses they didn't look like they were in trouble and as it was lashing down i had to drive back to wideness after dropping the other two blokes off we just looked at each other and said wtf and carried on Like that is my tidbit.
1: Like, what the hell is that? That sounds like a college prank, is what that sounds like.
0: It's like two guys in costumes watching like the or like They, they the parked
1: it there with like little dummies set up and oh, on or yeah, yeah. something. And just to like see what people would do. Yeah. There were probably cameras set up oh, inside or something, you know. That would be
0: funny. That would be funny. I didn't even think about that. But I was like, I read that and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the African cut con- But also it's like I mean, I could see like a prank dre- having dummies in there, or like something in silly costumes, or something. But like a giant raisin head and a giant
1: <laughs> African continent head, like. But, but it was also pouring down rain, so maybe that's what I they know. the what they thought, thought it was, was, but it, it could have, have been. Something. Well, I mean, the raisin head could have been a costume head, right? Yeah. The, the African continent. I don't know. I know it's so weird. Who knows? And then the sunglasses on. I mean, and obviously, you're gonna put sunglasses on if it's a prank. Right, and you've got a like dummy. We can you've have Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, uh, so. now it's my little tidbit. Cool. Uh, so my tidbit. So this week they found. We're dating this by saying this week, but they found a uh, a foot in Yellowstone Park in oh one gosh. of the uh, hot spring pools, the Abyss Pool. A severed foot in a shoe. Okay, so so it reminded me of that other story we saw a while ago. Um, that up in a, Canada or Alaska? No, Canada. It's at the border of Canada and the U.S. So it's um Oh, it's like The Salish, Finland, Salish right? Sea. Yeah, other, yeah, yeah, the other, Salish. Other side. Oh. Um. The Salish Sea, and it so for tw- twenty years, feet have been wash, washing up right. on the shores there. Um. And so there was an article semi-recently about why that was, and I at least partially read it. I don't remember if I finished reading it, but (laughs) story of my life. Um, But it was a a series of, it was because of the flow of the waters that anybody that had drowned either in that sea or outside in the um, ocean, but nearby, the waters were pushing the... Uh, the feet in and the po- the reason you are only getting the feet is because if somebody drowns with like fully clothed and they, they tend to sink um, even once they start bloating, they don't usually rise up because of all the others of the clothing and stuff that's weighing them down or the fish have gotten and the animals have gotten to them enough that there's not enough to, to float up except that the feet, the, so when fish and crabs and stuff go after the body, they find the softest parts first. And apparently that cartilage between your foot and your ankle is very soft. So that's one of the first ones they go to. And then it's the rubber in the shoes that cause the foot to float. So it detaches because they're eating it and mm. the feet then float up. And so mm. that's what then gets pushed around the currents. And then, then, the currents the currents. And then it, they're strangely ending up in the, on the beaches of the Salish see but this one showed up in a hot spring in yellowstone and okay. so they're trying to figure out who it belongs to what, what happened there? there
0: yeah because a hot spring is coming from inside the mountains correct
1: yeah usually yeah, yeah it's it's yeah it's a spring that's coming up being heated by magma right underneath and so, then coming up so um yeah, so, but the, I think the question, we don't know. There? I don't think they know if it actually came from inside the spring or if it ended up in the spring. Someone put it there. Someone put it there possibly to get rid of a body. Mm, or, yeah, know. someone died in Yellowstone and, and an animal, an animal drag brought it, in there. it. Yeah.
0: Ugh, so terrible. So, yeah, the Salish Sea thing, they have like this whole task force. They've identified a majority of the, mm-hmm. the feet as belonging. And it's not, it was never anything paranormal
1: or weird yeah it's they all thought like it could have been a, a suicides you know, and a serial killer at some yeah. point um but they were too far between and didn't end up being that so some of them have been hikers in the area that have fallen um mm. and then some yeah further out in the ocean and stuff they're just ending up yeah. there
0: interesting okay so i guess as always i'll go first Yeah, sleep paralysis what is it um, so it's a condition they say identified by a brief loss of muscle control known as atonia. So atonia happens when you sleep, and um, it's the your body goes into a paralysis so that you don't act out your dreams. I'm curious if you found anything about yes. the people like who sleepwalk. Mm-hmm. So I guess like atonia doesn't work in their bodies, <laughs> like or in their brains, and so it's like where, like what part of the brain is that, like what blocks it or what makes it work for people and then not for other people, like the people who sleepwalk, it doesn't work for them. You know what I mean? I can feel like if you honed in on that, then you'd be able to kind of find more information. But anyway, um, so, but often people have hallucinations during sleep paralysis You can have it like when you're going to sleep or when you're waking up and it's in that weird like dream state when you're not fully in your REM and it's in between wake and sleep. It says that the, in effect, the Atonia and mental imagery of REM sleep seems to persist even into a state of being aware and awake. My argument today is that this period of sleep your mind is kind of more open and you're not necessarily controlling it. So you're not blocking it towards other things. So my argument is do evil entities, energies, whatever, use this state of people's minds in order to get into their heads. Do you know what I mean? In order to mess with them. Does it have to be evil? So that's what I have found is that like a majority of people's hallucinations, like 90% of them Mm -hmm. is always terrifying nightmare things. And so the scientists are like, well, it's just your dreams coming over to reality. Like your brain is manifesting it because that's what you were dreaming about. Mm -hmm. But one, if you have sleep paralysis when you're falling asleep, you haven't necessarily started dreaming. And two, like, does, does all people that have sleep paralysis... It only happens during nightmares and not during normal
1: fun dreams. You know what I mean? So kind of, Uh, do you want me to go? You want to finish yours? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No,
0: (laughs) I mean, we can go ahead. But, um, so anyway, that is my thinking. I'm thinking that it's, I mean, it's a combination of, yes, your body is doing this, but I think that there is something else to it because of people's crazy experiences. There has to be something more to it. Um, And I will cover some like, and the exact cause is actually unknown. So they say that if you have sleep disorders like narcolepsy or um, insomnia or sleep apnea, that you're more likely to have it happen, which Mm -hmm. it makes sense. They also say like mental health disorders, like anxiety disorders or PTSD, We'll also bring it on or if you're like uh rehabbing so like if you're Mm -hmm. an alcoholic or like a drug addict and you're coming completely those make total sense um and then if you guys are having problems with uh sleep paralysis they just there's no exact there's no cure for it or anything but they say to just uh focus on creating healthy sleep habits so like following a certain schedule not doing any electronics, like 30 minutes before you go to bed, not you reduce your consumption of alcohol and caffeine and things like that. So there's also like, they've done reduce your stress levels and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you sleep well, then you're less likely you have it. So the weird thing is that they also say that it happens more often when you, when you're on your back. Yeah. But I have had it happen actually. Uh And I don't know, should I tell it first or should I tell it last? Um, I guess I'll tell it first I was in high school and the weird thing is and I'm bringing this up because of the sleeping on the back thing I never slept on my back I always have slept on my stomach except for now as an adult I can't do it anymore because <laughs> <laughs> my body hurts all the time so I slept on my side but like growing up I always slept on my stomach so I was at a friend's house she slept and- on
1: her stomach with her butt sticking up in the air usually
0: I did <laughs> When I was real little. Um, so I was sleeping over at a friend's house, and she lived in this uh, giant mansion uptown New Orleans. And her parents were not there. So my boyfriend was sleeping over at the time. Mm-hmm. And ooh, I'm, 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 I'm. so I, but I, we were sleeping in one of her brother's rooms. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And I am on my back with my hands crossed over my chest. Like I am a vampire sleeping in a coffin (laughs) (laughs) and like my eyes, like literally just pop open. And my first thought was why am I in this position? Cause it's really weird. And then I hear like this buzzing noise, like hovering above my head. And I was like, Oh my God, what's happening. And so I try to move and obviously I can't move. And then I start like, freaking out. And I'm like, so I, I'm like trying to say my boyfriend's name, you know, in my mouth, like just drops open, but I like, no noise will come out. And the buzzing sound goes inside of my mouth and then is inside of my whole body. So my whole body is just like this giant buzzing and I am freaking out. And I'm trying to like move my, uh, fingers and I'm trying, I'm like, okay, well maybe if I kick my legs, he'll wake up. And I'm like trying to kick my legs. They won't move at all. And I just keep trying and trying. And then all of a sudden my knees just like spastic, like Mm move twice and then everything breaks free. And I was like, Oh my God, what the hell is that? (laughs) So I woke him up and he's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. And then like later months later, he tells me, he like tells me of his experiences in that house. And I was like, why did you not tell me about this? He's like, I didn't want to freak you out, but he he had multiple experiences, but one specifically was um, he was downstairs in... Wait, did he live in this house? He didn't live... It, no. So but he was okay. friends with the so, brothers? No, 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 no. So this friend, like her parents, obviously very wealthy, whatever. They were never home. And so like okay. a majority of our senior year, we just like lived at her house. Got it. <laughs> so anyway, um, so he was over a lot and he was downstairs um, watching TV like late at night. Like we had already gone to bed. And he was like, he's like, I dozed off on the couch and he's like, I woke up and it felt like someone was sitting on my chest, which is one of the hallucinations that people have with sleep paralysis. He's like, it felt like someone was sitting on my chest and I couldn't breathe. And I looked down and I could see indents on either side of me on the couch, like someone was kneeling over me. And I was like, oh, my Mm. God, that is creepy. Also, so her grandmother had died in the house. And she said that they had had, you know.
1: She was probably ex- not keen she on all these boys. Exactly. The that was exactly
0: my thought. I'm going to sit on until not- he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> she was not happy with that. So anyway, that was my um, one. So that's another reason why I think that is kind of something else to it, because it's literally the only time it's ever happened in my life. And it happened to be in a space that other paranormal occurrences mm-hmm. had happened, you know and the fact that i woke up like a zombie like i mean like a vampire with my <laughs> arms crossed over my chest. So, have you ever had it
1: happen? Not that i know of. Not that i remember.
0: So, i went on uh Reddit obviously to get people's stories mm-hmm. and found some on there and then i found some on another website, but this is one little thing. This one person posted, she's like i've it's it's happened to them you know multiple times whatever and but one of the things that they said was this is by subconscious diver i've seen a woman with long dark hair dressed in a white victorian era nightgown multiple times whenever i would sleep at a specific person's house i'd get sleep paralysis and see this woman during the experience needless to say i stopped sleeping at that house so that's like one thing where i'm like okay she saw this specific person only at that, only house, at oh that God, house. Yeah, She's had sleep paralysis multiple other times. So it could be that she is just more open to paranormal in general, but it was, it was only that one there. And mm-hmm. then she'd see other things other times. I say she, I don't know if it's she person, this person here's one that's kind of creepy. When I was a teenager and still didn't know what was going on. The sleep paralysis demon took the form of a very burnt body melted and burnt. Most, Mostly featureless, but vaguely male and legs cut off from the mid thigh down. It was jerking violently and moving toward me with its hands outstretched. This time I took more note of how I was paralyzed and how my room was so vividly identical to real life because I was actually seeing it. I tried to scream for my mom and couldn't make a sound. Before it reached the end of my bed, I woke up, but was really groggy and limbs were weak. I didn't realize I fell back into it and it repeated. The second mm. time, the demon reached my foot before I woke up. The wave of terror is unlike anything. So, I mean... Fall back. I hate falling back asleep into a bad dream. I know. can't it's imagine like, I doing it into, into, a... into a good dream. <laughs> bad. I know. These are some instances of third parties seeing something. Um, and this these are from this website called liveabout.com. I don't know. Uh, I was awakened by a screaming girlfriend. She had her arms up as if she was pushing on something. Her eyes were open as if she was awake. I called her name a few times and tried to shake her awake. Then her eyes closed and she went back to sleep. When I woke her up again, she told me she was fighting an old lady that I was trying, that was trying to strangle her. Last night I was awakened by something. I had no idea what it was, but I had this strong feeling telling me I should turn around and look at my girlfriend. As I turned around, I saw what looked like an old person's face moving away from me. At that exact moment, my girlfriend let out a small scream and went back to sleep. So did I. This morning when we woke up, the first thing my girlfriend told me was, I had a dream about that old lady again last night. What are the odds of both of us seeing the same person or spirit?
1: Oh, that gave me goosebumps. That's (laughs) crazy. So it was a... Image of an old. He said the face of an old lady. lady. Yeah. She would
0: later have a a similar experience in the army where her roommate uh, woke to see a person choking her. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. So the things following her. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, but that's not necessarily sleep paralysis. That's like a third. Those seem more like Like, it's happening when they're asleep, but it seems more like a ghost experience. I know. And that's why where one is the dream is caused by the ghost versus instead of the other way around or
0: or it's actually happening just right but they're not awake right and so the dream is just is so how do you how do you know that the same thing isn't happening with sleep paralysis and they're doing it while you're sleeping but you happen to your brain happens to wake up you know what i mean your brain happens to wake up and see it but you still can't move because your body hasn't um is still in Atonia. I've had various experiences of sleep paralysis. I have seen my bed covers pushed down onto my face, unable to move or shout. A female voice has hissed in my ear, bringing feelings of terror. Once I saw the old woman looking at me through my bed covers, she was gray and had a menacing grin. I started hitting the covers where the misty gray face was staring from. My wife woke up at this point and screamed saying that she saw the woman's face too. And he's saying, I think there's more to it than just the scientific Mm -hmm. explanation. I think it's part physical and part supernatural. (sighs) Yeah. Seriously. Okay. And so, okay. This one's interesting. So this person, I have been trying for about a year to induce sleep paralysis as a gateway to lucid dreaming. I heard about this phenomenon, but never experienced it. Tonight was the first occurrence. I did as I always do, lie still on my back, staring at the ceiling, waiting for the numbness to begin. It doesn't. Instead, all the noise outside of my window stops as though someone muted the world outside. I blink and it's there on my ceiling. It just kind of floated downward, dragging its fingers down the wall. As it did, the sound was sickening. It stopped when it was nose to nose with me, put its other hands. It had three other arms on my chest. And just stayed there staring at me. Its eyes glowed, cycling from a fluorescent purple to an almost arterial red. Then someone in the room next to me dropped something and it just levitated upward into the ceiling. Its face was the last to melt away. So she is like trying to get yeah. sleep paralysis, which is weird, and had that happen. So it's like it's like to me, I'm like, is there something with that anxiety state and the brain manifests evil things? yeah so yeah okay Go ahead. wait that's okay real quick i want to show you this image that came up oh okay. can you still hear me <laughs> Ooh, isn't that creepy yeah. obviously it'll be on our instagram that photoshopped uh, images yes on <laughs> yeah i mean obviously no one has captured <laughs> sleep paralysis demons <laughs> on camera <laughs> not knowing what it was when he was little he never talked about it with his parents and he thought it was like uh demons and so he like got really religious and he's like i would always know like i would hear these knockings but like and it would always happen the night like those knockings came and then he's like as an adult it's like i brought I brought a girl home one night and you know we're in bed and my futon kept hit, hitting the wall and he realized at that moment that the knockings were his parents having
1: sex said- <laughs> he's like which is more terrifying than a demon (laughs) and then subconsciously now he's freaked out i know and
0: he goes i finished like a champ but i had to send her home (laughs) (laughs) that's it like i mean obviously there's i don't have any proof of anything that it's actual paranormal versus um just our brains being well i mean the third party ones are i know pretty right Freaky. and i had heard a story and i don't know where it was but i had heard a story of the same thing where it was um a couple and it was happening like that same the same kind of thing where it was trying to take over uh either possess or choke and it was like a, it was an old hag so like the old hag is like mm-hmm. the very quintessential right. sleep paralysis thing where she sits on your chest and is terrifying and it was the same thing and it kept trying i can't remember if it was she kept trying to get into the wife. I think it was. And then the husband, Oh no, no, no. It kept trying to possess the husband or kill the husband or something like that. And the wife would wake up and see it trying to do it. And she had to like literally banish this thing. Like she had to fight it. Oh my God. It was, it was weird.
1: Now I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. okay. yeah. So
0: to, I mean, that's, I mean, I have more stories, but that's okay. We don't have to, it's a strange thing and i wanted to cover it because i had had that one instance and i you know for the longest time i always explained that as my one like paranormal instance that has happened to me because i had never heard of sleep paralysis until mm-hmm. a couple years ago and um but it was it was it was bizarre and it was like why did it happen this one time and literally never ever since yeah and why did i wake up on my back like A vampire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't explain that. Yeah, this is the hard thing about sleep in general. Like we still don't fully know even why we sleep and the things that happen within sleep are very hard to study. Yeah, so the atonia is where, yeah, your mind, your brain shuts down your physical, shuts down your muscles so that you don't act out dreams. And then it's once it hits REM sleep is, uh, is when that happens. So let me go through real fast some sleep facts. Okay, just in general. Quick question how you now: sleep.
0: If atonia doesn't happen until you hit your REM cycle, when the sleep paralysis that occurs while you're falling asleep, you haven't hit that REM cycle yet, so you shouldn't technically have
1: atonia. Well, it's it's when you hit it. So when you hit your REM cycle, you're waking or, up or out. So when you're hitting it or when you're coming out is generally yeah. when it happens. But of course, it can. You know, it's not. 100% right. necessarily, but non REM sleep, rapid eye movement, and, yeah. and REM sleep. So you have four stages of REM of, in REM, non REM sleep. And the first one, and then you cycle through all these total of five steps throughout the night, a couple of times throughout the night. So the first stage of non REM, it lasts about one to seven minutes uh, and is easily disrupted, right? That's when you can easily wake up. Stage two is about 10 to 25 minutes in the first cycle. And then stage three and four are called the slow wave sleep, um, which refers to your brain waves and what they're actually doing while you're going through these processes. So three and four are similar. Three only lasts a couple of minutes and then four is 20 to 40 minutes. And then after that you get into your REM sleep, which the first time around can last only one to five minutes. And then the next cycle happens and then all the times kind of extend. So if you're having like a, disruptive sleep night you might notice it you wake up at certain times and turn over and do so that's like the end of one rim and then you're gonna start the cycle again and and then everything extends um and becomes a little bit longer as you go through the different cycles it's during the rim sleep that is when you actually have dreams or the really vivid dreams i think you can have some dreams in the non-rim but those are the ones that you kind of like notice you know a lot more you, you know um, yeah, like, am I but SMB the deep, or am I just but like... the vivid dreams happen in REM. Now, newborns and people with narcolepsy skip the non-REM portions okay. and they go directly into REM sleep, uh, which is why babies can fall asleep like yeah. that. And narcolepsy, people just kind of yeah. nod because they're not going through the cycles. Like you and I might, that first cycle that we kind of, you know, our head nods yeah. maybe, and then we wake up and so yeah. we don't fall asleep. People with narcolepsy don't do that and so that's why they can just fall asleep yeah anywhere. Yeah, so th- then the dreaming happens in REM and that's when your muscles stop moving or uh, your brain shuts down your muscles. So it's so the sleep paralysis happens you're not awake, you're just aware. And I think that and so that's where the dreaming and hallucination part comes in is that you're still you could still be dreaming. And all these things are not actually happening, but because you're aware, yeah, you're thinking that and your muscles can't move to then because if your muscles move, then you would fully awaken yourself. Right. Yeah. So you're not awake, you're just aware of what's happening. So you could be having these dreams. And then I think it's because it's, you know, kind of a misfire and because it's now you're on high stress because your brain you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing is why it's a sh- often a stressful dream. And because it's also, you know, the whole thing is associated with sleep disorders or there's certain medications that'll make it happen more and things like that, that it's it's already a problem, right? And it's your, your brain is not functioning properly because you're not getting enough sleep or because it's already stressed because of this other thing or whatever. So that's why they tend to be scary, stressful mm-hmm. situations. Yeah, some of those I felt like were not explained away that <laughs> and that weird but um but yeah that so you can still hear things and see things because you could actually still be dreaming right but you're aware of it all yeah and so you're also aware of your surroundings so you're in your own bed in your own room but having a dream on top of it It's kind of like augmented reality the scary dream version oh <laughs> there was one uh guy who was
0: going over like different things that had happened to him but one of them was like he's he had had like this terrifying uh dark shadow whatever one night and so and he um he was like okay i don't want to see this so he closed it he couldn't move but he closed his eyes to hope it went away and like he had kept his eyes closed and then he opened it and then the thing was like on top of him, like looking at him, like he said, it didn't have any facial features or anything, but just looked Mm -hmm. like it was moving its head back and forth. And it terrified him like so much. But so the next time that he had the sleep paralysis, he's like, I'm not even, he knew he was in it. And he's like, I'm not even going to open my uh, eyes at all. And he could hear like a little girl, like giggling and running down the hallway. Mm -hmm. And it, like he's, he's like, I'm not opening my mm-hmm. eyes. <laughs> so he hears the little girl running down the hallway and then inside his room and then goes into his bathroom and gets in He could hear, get into the tub and close the curtain and like is giggling. And he just like, wouldn't give it any, you yeah. know, whatever. And he goes back to sleep. And so, but then he, when he woke up, he went, he's like, oh. he goes into the bathroom. He's like, all, all is quiet in the bathroom.
1: Sleep problem. Things that, weird things that happen in your sleep. <laughs> no, they're not, I mean, They're not un- necessarily unexplained, but it's just um, conditions or issues that happen when you're sleeping. So things like sleep-related hallucinations that aren't necessarily part of, they aren't part of the sleep paralysis, but some people just have actual hallucinations while they're sleeping and they might wake up and still have them, which might continue a bit. Like, but they can still move their bodies? Yeah. Wait. Okay. So,
0: if you're having an hallucination when you're sleeping, isn't that just a dream? you
1: think, but I think the fact that the they can continue once you wake up, as well. That's you, weird. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, because it says they might leave their bed and attempt to escape it, uh, and they might persist for several minutes after the sleeper awakens. So um, is the brain it, is just a I know. Crazy so in place. that in those instances, is it terrifying things as well? not always okay there's sleep uranisis uranisis is that bedwetting. <laughs> um and then there's this one's funny exploding head syndrome i have that
0: all the freaking time yeah yes all the time
1: so they're not 100 percent. people are still doing studies on that one so they're not 100 percent sure what causes it but one thought is that it's that the time where your brain is shutting down the systems right when it's saying muscles stop moving usually that's a gradual thing but there might be some times that that it just gets caught up and it's just it's one explosion of like it fires neurons kind of to get things going but then that wakes you up and you think you hear a big explosion or big you know something falling and breaking or whatever and it doesn't actually happen
0: so it's been happening a lot more recently kind of mm-hmm uh, like I've always had it where it's like, you know, cause you're like drifting off and then you think you hear so- like yeah. a bang or whatever it is. But recently it's been voices mm. and like the girls, you know, my kids voices, like yeah. saying something specific, which is weird. Cause then I'll be, cause then I'll open my eyes and think that they're in my room right? and then they're not there. And I'm like, Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so some non REM versus uh, parasomnia, issues, confusional arousals. So it's when when you wake up and you really have zero idea where you are, what's going on. That's a a sleep issue. It's very confused behavior. Sleepwalking, obviously, just regular sleepwalking uh, when people get up and just do things. And then of course, some people sleepwalk and eat, which is an issue, things like that, or night terror. So that originally when you were telling the story about the man and his girlfriend and she woke up screaming i was like oh she's just having night terrors but then the fact that he saw her the next right. night is <laughs> different so yeah night terrors is just when people wake up screaming They they don't know that they're doing it they don't remember that they've done it the next day it's only people telling them yeah that it's happened that and it happens a lot in kids kids too. yeah Oh, that'd be so terrible to have a kid with night terrors. That'd be oh, so heartbreaking. Awful. Yeah. Um, there's sleep-related sexual abnormal behaviors or sexomnia, where they don't wake up, where they're still asleep, but then they have sex with their partners or oh. you know, masturbate or something and don't remember that they've done it. Wow. <laughs> don't know I that just, they're doing I can it. I see that happening. <laughs> so then the REM versions of parasomnia there's the recurrent isolated sleep paralysis so that is one it happens nightmare disorder so that's kind of a lot of ptsd issues with that one um so that's like not just having a nightmare here and there but constant very bad nightmares regularly which uh, sounds awful yes and then the one that's kind of the opposite of sleep paralysis and that's the rem sleep behavior disorder so that's the one where instead of waking up when you're still paralyzed, this is your body does not paralyze itself. So you stay in your dream in your vivid REM dreams, but now you're acting them out because your body hasn't been told not to. People wake up a lot of times. It's it's you know just waking up and walk. It's similar to sleepwalking, but it's more intense. Um, also, because it can be PTSD oriented, a lot of times they're very violent as well. Yeah. So, so it's dangerous. Um, you know, there were stories of you know this woman. I couldn't tell if this one was was necessarily this. She would wake up and and find her way to the kitchen and need everything. But that even when she like set up walking. obstacles, yeah, I don't think I think that one was more sleepwalking. Um, yeah, i guess sleepwalking uh, is different because they're not acting out their dreams they're not they're acting out they're just doing normal doing, stuff yeah generally routine. so like in sleepwalking or you might find you know, people will get in their car yes. and drive which is really frightening yes. one woman said she got in her she woke up in her car bawling her eyes out and didn't know why oh, no. so she just pulled over continued crying until oh she was God. done with that and went back home that is so like, scary it, it is very scary and that one, they're like, basically, you just gotta lock. Make sure you're locking your yourself in, or to- it's like, I mean,
0: hide your keys from yourself every. Like, don't leave your keys in the same spot right? every day, I mean, and you yeah. have to like keep a log
1: of where you <laughs> put your keys. Um. So some stories came out of some sleep sleep kin- clinics because these are so can be so violent and disruptive to not just yourself but yeah. everyone in your house. There's a lot of sleep studies and people. will you know, go and actually get help for, for these often. Um, so they would find people, you know, they video everything. So they'll find people just sitting up in their bed, rocking or just thrashing around. Or one person was sitting on the end of the bed, their bed, petting a cat. They didn't own a cat. <laughs> but then there was this one man, uh, his wife called it nine years of hell where he all of a sudden started doing it. It was, he had been a Vietnam that and of course came home and never talked about it as they do and eventually I think it just caught up with him and so he started doing this sleep behavior disorder and it started with just him thrashing around and hitting her a bunch in in his sleep and then it became punching holes in the wall. He would thrash out of bed he I think rammed his head into the dresser at some point They finally had to sleep in separate bed. They would put, you know, his bed down on the ground so he couldn't roll out and hurt himself too much. You know, nothing with sharp corners kind of thing. He slept in a different room. So obviously it was messing up with their um, relationship and everything. And there was one day that he was napping on the couch. So it would even happen when he napped. He was napping on the couch and she was sitting in the chair and he thrashed out of the, you know, rolled off the couch thrashing was roaring like a lion and like like acting out being kind of a big cat or lion of some Mm -hmm. sort. But then he like cowered behind the couch like he was trying to hide in a cave, like a wounded animal type thing. And she was like finally like, listen, no, (laughs) this has to stop. So she had Someone had sent her an article, I think, about a sleep study that yeah. was going on, and she made an appointment because he had refused before, you know, oh my like, God. A, like yeah, a man. No. Like, uh, yeah, if we <laughs> want to stay married, <laughs> so she made an appointment, and they finally got diagnosed that so they could, you know, take medicine. So there are medicines that can yeah. help. There was another man who mistook his wife for deer, and he woke up he was trying to snap her neck (gasps) because the deer, he had shot the deer, but it didn't die or something. So he was like in the dream was, Oh no. So he almost killed his wife. Holy shit. I think there may have been some others that, you know, other crimes and stuff that have happened because of this, but there are medicines that can be taken and stuff. Generally it happens in males over 50 and they have, they have, kind of um, associated it with um developing parkinson's later huh so so some of it is a related brain misfiring type okay you know type thing whatever but scary stuff that is
0: terrifying oh my gosh yeah. i don't know if i would be able to handle that if my spouse
1: oh no we would be yeah going to sleep clinic yeah. ASAP you're yeah. figuring this out because I can't you can't live with that no. you, you don't know if you're I wouldn't your sleep partner is going to kill you in the middle of the night right. kill themselves in the middle of the night yeah or just Who knows? I mean even just beyond that right if you're up doing that all night long then you're not getting right the sleep you need and so it's kind of these a lot of these sleep disorders are self-perpetuating because you're Doing these things in your sleep, but then you're not getting enough sleep in right. order to heal your brain right. in order to not have this happen. Right. So they're just kind of self perpetuating. So you really got to get them looked at if it's and an if issue. That is literally a living nightmare. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. Any questions beyond what we already.
0: I don't know. I have to digest.
1: I'm I know. Just... It's. <sighs>
0: So like I was saying before, like, I'm curious if they've found what part of the brain that tells your body, the atonia thing to, to paralyze itself so that you don't act out your dreams.
1: Yes. That one is done in the, I did find that. Oh crap. Which one? It's like the base of your skull. So then in those cases,
0: like of the people that do act out their dreams and have those, those sleep, um, problems? Can they not go in and target? Like, there's obviously something blocking that part of the brain, right? Well, I don't like know. The, not
1: necessarily because uh, it doesn't necessarily happen all the time,
0: always. Well, I don't know. So it's not like every night, but then it's like, well, but it's enough to, <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. But it's right. Also- so then it's like, if it doesn't happen every night, that so something's not wrong with that part of the brain. Like what? what happened like what is the misfire like what i guess obviously they don't know
1: (laughs) i mean with some of them like you know with the sleep disorder right there are medicines that help and um they don't help completely but they it's basically sleep help where it's you can calm the brain enough that it doesn't it's not overactive yeah that it doesn't do that but the brain. I mean, we're still studying the brain, well, trying to figure out. It's like there's just so much going on in there.
0: <laughs> each brain is like its own individual universe, and obviously they all work in the same fashion. But yeah. it's like it's like that's how much goes on inside of the brain is like how much that goes on inside of the universe. In my opinion, <laughs> I'm like there's so much that you know. Eventually, maybe we'll be able to know exactly everything, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. That's all we got.
1: Thanks for listening. Thanks. See you later. If you have anything cool, creepy, or scientific to share with us, you can email us at lastslamstandingpodcast at gmail.com. Please follow us on Instagram at lastslamstandingpodcast. And a special thank you to Adam Frischertz for our theme song. Thanks for listening.